Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Susie Perry. Welcome to BT Sport MotoGP podcast. And what a great MotoGP race that was. What a final lap. In this podcast, you can hear from Maverick Vinales, Joanne Zarco, Danny Pedroza, Gavin Emmett, James Toesland, Neil Hodgson, and of course, myself. But here is how the race was won. Oh, Rossi's gone wide and through has come. Maverick Vinales, Rossi makes a rare mistake. And has that cost him? Has that cost Valentino Rossi? Has he got anything left? Will he go for the win? He's just that too far back to get into the breaking zone. Maverick Vinales has been given a gift. Will he accept it with honours? The 25 leads from the 46. Zarco is still third. Maverick Vinales says, oh, 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 down has gone the doctor. The doctor is dumped in the dirt. He's got out of second place. Maverick Vinales will win. Zarco will be second. And Pedrosa will be third. This is the final corner. Maverick Vinales has superbly overcome adversity in the form of Valentino Rossi. Zarco gets second. Pedrosa comes home in third place. Cruzzo then will get fifth. While the doctor picks the bike up down in the dirt. Unbelievable. What a day we have had. We've just seen an extraordinary MotoGP race. It really was. And we're just getting our breath back as Maverick Vinales gets it all right. Not just on track, but now he's also leading the championship. And earlier before that, Franco Morbidelli stamped his authority for the fourth time this year in Moto2. He made it look easy and he extends his lead at the top of that championship. And then first thing today, Joanne Mir didn't have to go into all-out battle when two of his closest competitors crashed out of the race. He dominates the standing down in that class two. Great riding from all three today. It's been exceptional. It really has. The weather's been perfect. We've had a packed house, 100,000 fans here. It's been an extraordinary atmosphere. You think one person's going to win, then it's somebody else. And, you know, it really has had everything today. It's been more Hollywood than anything else. But Maverick Vinales, just going back to that race, he actually did dominate most of it. He was controlling it. 
It was, but um, at the pace of the last five laps of Valentino Rossi, I, I thought uh, Valentino Rossi had just been saving a little bit in hand because all of a sudden they were going to low 32s, which would have qualified him nearly on the front row. So to do nearly front row pace and lap record pace uh, with after 25 laps of, of a race itself consecutively was so impressive. And um, But just one mistake or two mistakes from Valentino cost him today dearly. Yeah, and the big one obviously cost him because now he's uh, back in the championship after leading it by two points. And if Maverick had won and he'd have been second he would have been just three points behind i'm smiling because in the reflection of this truck here i can see a certain frenchman who i think will be really happy let's bring in uh and we're not Herve. talking joan zarco either no we're not talking <laughs> joan zarco we're talking Hervé. congratulations Hervé. What, what an incredible day for you for tech three for, for joan who who just rode out of his skin i mean he really he really got everything out of that bike today didn't he yeah you can imagine uh, how happy we are you know um the, the whole weekend was, was tough, you know, a lot of pressure, a lot of uh, expectation from the crowd. Uh, how many times we have heard uh, Zarco podium, Zarco podium. So when you have been following also the, the weather during the weekend, uh, it was a tough weekend and uh, we never gave up, but we, did, we are not really sure if we, if we could do it. Yesterday was a, a magic day where Joan did his uh, first ever MotoGP front row. But today the race uh, was going to be a, a, another interesting thing. First time with the track so hot. We took the gamble with both riders, Folger and Zarco, to live with the soft soft, uh, where our main opponents, Factory Yamaha, were on medium medium. So we knew beginning of the race would be good, but the second part of the race, it was an unknown zone. And um, you know, when I saw halfway through the race, Vinales passing, Valentino right behind, we didn't really know what to expect, but you know, 10 laps to go, we knew it was going to be okay. Uh, then Valentino passed, as you also, and uh, we were happy with third. And, uh, you know, uh, no, the, you the, the most, no, no, no. <laughs> the most important was to be on the podium because fifth in Argentina, fifth in Texas, fourth in Jerez uh, in Spain, third is a good. Is a good, absolutely. Let's and go. honestly, I am very sorry that Valentino crashed. Would have been great to have one, two, three Yamaha to, tonight here, and third or second. No big deal. We're not playing the championship yet. <laughs> okay. Can I just interrupt you there briefly? Yes. I'd like to. I'd like to. Merci. Let's go back to the start of this. First of all, uh, James, I want you to talk us through it. But Hervé, how were you feeling at this point? Because obviously everybody was saying to you, podium, podium, and, and, and even people were saying, you know, Joanne could win this race. Yeah. The one thing I've noticed with Zarco Hervé is how strong he is at the beginning of the race. Is that the front tyre or just his feeling with the Yamaha? I think both, honestly, because uh, the feeling with, with Yamaha is unbelievable. He told me I was always struggling with the Moto2 the first uh, few laps. And for reasons I can't explain, I just feel so comfortable in the beginning of the race and I'm not pushing. Everybody thinks I'm pushing like crazy, but I'm not pushing. I just feel comfortable on the bike. And uh, But I think here he, he really wanted to do the first three, four laps leading the race. And that meant something special for him. But as I said, you know, sure, also maybe the, 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 the soft front and the soft rear helped a little bit so i think it's a combination of everything we saw since the 800 era since the, you've got a thousand cc tech trois have been much more competitive as yamaha supported you more in this thousand cc area than the 800 because it seems a pretty close package to the factory now right i think there is nobody who can uh, understand better the situation than james Tozlan, <laughs> because james Tozlan being a MotoGP tech 3 rider with us and uh, no i think honestly what helped a lot has been uh, the common ecu and I think we saw last year four different manufacturers, nine different riders winning the championship. So clearly the one ECU helped a lot. But the support we have from the factory is great, it's unbelievable. And it is helping us to be on the podium today and uh, to be leading the race in Qatar here. 
But it's exactly the same when you were with us, James. So nothing, nothing new, but we're happy. You know, we're here to learn. We're here to prepare the, our rookie riders to eventually get a, a seat in the factory team. And, uh, and this is it. So the, the, the gap is still the same. OK, and back to the race. Um, just, so th at this point, just we want to show um, where, well, basically where Maverick overtook Joanne. And that obviously must have been the point where you thought, OK, that's, that's a tough time for us now. Honestly, I was relieved. I was happy because, uh, you know, once you have somebody in front of you, it's, it's, it's a bit easier. And um, did you think that the soft tyres maybe were just yes. going to drop at this point, yes. at this point in the race? At, at that particular time, I thought, wow, it's going to be difficult because I saw also Carl Crutchlow on hard. Um, everybody else behind us doing similar lap time at that stage. And I said, wow, we might finish in the top eight, top nine, yeah. because uh, the lap time we are very, very close. So I thought that particular moment was going to be difficult for us. Did and, you go uh, for the soft tyres because Johan set his fastest lap time in qualifying no. on his 10th lap? No. Yes and no, but uh, we went because we did more than race distance. This morning in the warm-up, we started the warm-up with a, a youth soft with 10 laps on the rear, and both of our riders decided we feel good. Michelin didn't say anything. They said, you can go, they will last. For sure, with the track temperature we're having now, this could be a little bit handicapped at the end, but there will be no major drop. So, you know, it's difficult to gain the rider. I was having the same feeling in Jerez in Spain because uh, clearly the, we were on medium and they were on half front. And we were, mm, we don't know what to expect. But sometimes things are not working like, you know, hard is better when it's hot and soft is better when it's cold. Yeah. You was know was Jordan Spolger on the same tyres in the race? Exactly the same. And he set his fastest lap um, the lap before the end. I know he's in the shadows a little bit, but even Jonas Spolger has been doing a fantastic job for you as a he rookie. He was really struggling the first five laps, but then he was so fast, you know, and uh, he ended up seven. But he's passed uh, Lorenzo and had a moment and let him in front. But uh, the second part of the race was really good. Now, no, we, we're happy with our two riders, for sure. If Zarco wouldn't be with us, everybody would say, wow, Fall Guy is doing a great job as a rookie. But because Zarco is here, you know, he's, um, he's a bit in the shadow, but he's going to come. Fall Guy is going to come. However, I, I just wish that you were better in front of camera and that you could chat, you know, in a more relaxed manner. That's what I wish for. <laughs> been great um, hearing your side of the story today and it's what you know sarcasm, from the uh, yeah from yeah, the yeah I know I know you're much better than me I know, you know it's a while since yeah, I was yeah. in your team but you still remember right hey I travel with him a lot don't you worry yeah, yeah, yeah. We, she, we have she conversations lives in the right part of Europe <laughs> <laughs> massive congratulations today Thank superb you very much. for Tech3 you know, all the hard work I you guys put in you're doing a great job and the British fans are put the best so let's see all of you in Silverstone and meanwhile watch number five merci Hervé Good there luck. you go. Merci. Watch number five. And we are watching number five. And Cheers. And I'll take that from you. Oh, That's thanks very much. That's the best much. moment of the day. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually think that all went really smoothly. So why don't we now hear from the race winner, Maverick Vinales? Maverick, congratulations. That win takes you back up to the top of the standings in MotoGP. But I've got a couple of questions about that last couple of laps there. When Valentino was then in front of you and he made that mistake, were you thinking there was a chance to get back in front? Yeah. You I are. think so, yes, because he went really out uh, in that corner. And I try, I try my best, you know, I break really late in, a, in each breaking point until the end. So for sure, it was not an easy job, you know. Uh, when Valentino overtake me, he take a bit of gap. And you know, the lap times were so close that for me it was so difficult to recover again. But I say, okay, you have to do a perfect one, perfect two, and then trying to fight in, in the last corner. I try, I was planning to do it. Valentino was really strong in that race. We have to, to look also at, at his riding style because he was riding really good on the bike. Fastest lap 
on the last yeah. lap of the race. We knew you were pushing there, uh, Maverick, but you have had a couple of problems in Jerez. It was really difficult out there. What clicked this weekend? No, I think the, the, um, the tyres for sure were much better here, much grip, more confidence in the front. So, you know, lap by lap I was feeling more confidence. First laps with the full tank was difficult behind Johan. Johan also had the, the soft option, so he was a bit more faster at, at the beginning. But then uh, I was starting to feel good. I passed uh, Johan, I, I tried to pull away, but Johan was so strong. So I'm quite surprised about, about him because he did a really good race. Congratulations also to, to Danny because not easy coming to 13 to third. So congratulations to him also. Uh, when you ran through at the S's, the left, right, and you ran off track, you raised your hand. Were you thinking about the fact that Valentino had some time taken off him when we were in Texas? You know, uh, <laughs> when I do that, uh, I try to think, okay, I don't have to win time. I lose a lot of time because I was nearly in the back of Valentino and I went in half second behind. So, you know, I say, okay, I think it doesn't, doesn't change anything because uh, finally I, I enter uh, more far than what I was and finally, up next, it's Mugello. You know that your teammate's going to be strong there. But how much are you looking forward to riding in front of the Italian fans and, and putting on a show for them? Yeah, I'm looking forward because Italian fans are really good always. And so nice to ride there in Mugello. It's a good track for me. I've always been really fast there. So let's see. Let's see what it happens. But I think we can do a really good job again. The rest should be worried. Congratulations, Maverick. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. So he feels comfortable with the front of the bike and he's going to Mugello and he likes Mugello. I don't think the fans are going to be very happy with him at Mugello, but hey. <laughs> well, I, I, what he has noticed, though, is um, he feels that Rossi's found something also because uh, he found it very difficult to even stay with him before the, his mistake. So it's going uh, to have gonna to come back next time, Valentino, in, in Mugello. He's going to have to come back. Don't you worry about that. Um, Mugello will cheer him on without a problem. My voice is going to have sure. to come back as well. <laughs> uh, there was a moment as well where Dan, well, Danny Pedroza today, from, from 13th, by the way, it was extraordinary. He was really um, aggr aggressive. Is that fair? Um, I think what happened is Caldus went slightly wide mid-corner and Danny, Danny thought he was going to stay wide. So Danny committed just there. Look, he had a bit of a squirt mid-corner, but then Cal was coming back onto the line. So Danny, it was Danny's mistake. He misjudged that slightly that Cal wasn't going to be able to cut back in and uh, Cal didn't just found themselves on the same mark on the tarmac. I think Cal would have probably expected something with him being slightly wide but uh, a little bit naughty but nothing nothing dangerous no. it would be interesting to hear what carl's got to say about that it's just very undanny like you know in a, in a sense really just just like mid judgment from danny thinking that carl wasn't going to cut back and uh, yeah. in this at uh, this level uh, you should always uh, consider that people are capable of uh, <laughs> doing things right okay well let's uh, let's hear from danny now danny wow what a performance today must have made up a few positions it must have been an interesting race for you at least yeah, I'm so so happy because today the the race was so difficult for me at the start. Uh, after yesterday's qualifying and all the weekend's results with the with the cold conditions was difficult to to manage a good a good position and and starting in the back so much in the back with the first corner chicane is is really you know I was. I was really hoping just to get through the chicane and, and then see where I can finish the race, going by uh, one at a time, uh, because I knew my pace was good. But I was, I was, I was so focused. I did a good start. I did a good chicane. Nothing happened there, and then I could pass a few riders there. Then get get behind Bodicioso was a difficult time because his bike was so fast, so it was difficult to get through. But my pace was there, I knew, and 
and I just keep kept going and finally uh, make some few passes and happy happy for this podium. Uh, lucky about the Valentino's crash at the end, but you know, uh, I was after yesterday today being the podium is super super good for the team. For the championship is is, is massive and really really happy. Uh, the feeling with the bike is getting better and better. So we just hope to keep this this line and and uh, also hope that the bike works well in Mugello. He's fired up. He is. I mean, after that win in Jerez, uh, the confidence that he got from uh, from the round before, um, it's just the momentum's carried on. I know the new construction front tyres coming from Mugello and I still hope that he gets the, the same feeling from it because he's a real championship contest. It's been a long time since Danny Pedrosa's been in this position in the championship after round five and uh, yeah. the others better be a little bit uh, worried about it because when Danny's on it, he's on it. And he's got momentum and definitely a candidate for rider rider of the day, I think, today. From, 13, from definitely. Exceptional, yeah. We can hear from, uh, actually just got Cal. Great ride from Cal, you know, in uh, fifth place today. Uh, I know he chose the hard front tie. It took a little bit to come in, but uh, look at that smile on his face, and he, he should be smiling with the performance he's doing on a satellite Honda. What well a Cal. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, but not quite. Um, let's uh, hear from the fan pleaser, uh, then the Frenchman who is second today, the brilliant Joanne Zarco. Well, Joanne, we heard you say how emotional it was on the start line, even when the Marseillaise was playing. What about when you stepped up onto that podium and heard the acclaim from all those French fans? How special is it standing on the podium in front of them today in MotoGP? Uh, happy, awesome, incredible, amazing. Uh, I can say many things. And uh, yes, hearing the Marseillaise the, in, before the start, I was smiling, thinking, hey, why not to get it also at the finish line? <laughs> was quite uh, quite close and uh, I've been so happy to 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 do my pace uh, lead the race has been fantastic I had like a small Qatar flash in the mind <laughs> but conditions were better than the first race so I could uh, stay on the bike and keep the pace then Vinales overtook me and he was quite fast but I was able to follow him and this I think has been a key for the race to, to have a podium. And then Rossi in the end was so strong and I was happy to be third, but seeing them fighting like that in Le Mans, when you want to fight, it's complicated because track is tight. So I was thinking, why not get uh, one one better place or, or a victory, but um, I could have the, the second place and it has been just uh, fantastic. Hey, Joanne, um when you went with the soft tyres, was there any concern for you? We know you went so quick during qualifying, but it was a lot colder yesterday. So with the sun out, was there a worry? Um, was not worry because it was not uh, so hot as we expect. Right. So that's, I think, also has been another key for, to have the, this pace during the race. Anyway, you, you must play and catch what you can today was uh, was the podium close to to the top rider so another lesson keep keep pushing What a day it's been. What a day, that last lap, I couldn't believe it. Talk about, that is the limit, isn't it? That is the absolute limit. You know, sometimes you don't see them make mistakes, but uh, pleasure to watch. Always sad to see Valentino crash, but mm. uh, yeah. I was upset as well for Zarko, I wanted him to win. <laughs>
But he did a good job, didn't he? He should have put your order in. If <laughs> <know>. <laughs> um, what about Mark Marquez today? Yeah, he's now 27 points mm. off the lead. We're only four races in, you know. I mean, it's five, five. races in. Yeah, we've done five, five in. So there's a long way to go. But it, it's so tight at the top, isn't it? What, what did you make of his run today? Um, well, he, he was pushing it around this turn one and two. Actually, that's classed as two corners for some reason. It, if you're confused at home, it don't, it's not your fault. I'm confused as well. Uh, it does look like one corner. But just as you come through here, you actually accelerate about there just to give yourself another little bit of a surge up to that turn three. And when just as he's tapped the throttle, he had exactly the same thing as, as uh, um, Jack Miller. It just offloads the front, and the Hondas seem to be really light around that fast corner. And it just tucks it, takes a little bit too much weight off. And luckily, it didn't point him in the same direction as Jack into the barrier. It's amazing that shot actually you saw Danny Pedrosa go through on his onboard they were incredible aren't they and, and from remember when we saw that start shot looking back it felt like you were in some sort of computer game but it's you know it's real life but what does that mean for his championship do you think? Not, not good at all you know he'd, uh, he made the mistake earlier on in the season and he's been let off by that hasn't he but with uh, Vignola's making a mistake but uh, you sort of can't make another one he's, he's made it hard work for himself you, you think he'd you hope he's matured that little bit it's crashed on that corner, back, by the way. That's his third crash there this weekend on that corner, actually, you know. So it's like, yeah, a bit disappointing, really, from his side. I'm sure Honda wasn't pleased with him. In a way, it's good for him that Valentino came down. Yeah, really good, really good. The problem is Vignola's and how good he is. He's and streaking he's, away. Yeah, he's, yeah. Out, he's on with, a roll. With five races in, he's won three races now, mm. you know, with that kind of consistency. If it wasn't for the ties in Jerez, they could have been right up there as well. So the others will definitely be worried. But it's MotoGP and we don't know what's going to happen in We don't Magello. this year. Well, we don't know this year more no. than ever. No, we don't. That's, it's all over the that's place, really true. I really felt for Scott Redding today, didn't you? Because he'd been looking quite strong here all weekend and he seems to you know, have found, sorted some problems out on his bike. And then I think this was a gearbox problem, Neil. Yeah, he, right? lost, he had a chat to him and lost third gear. So frustrated because he'd worked on that first part of the race and he, for the first time all year, he got the first part of the race right. But then by lap six, unfortunately, he lost oh, third gear. Oh, you spoke gear. to him? Spoke to him. I tell you what, let's hear that then. <laughs> Scott, very disappointed. Obviously, we saw you stopped on lap six. What happened? Uh, gearbox, uh, third gear was uh, knocking a bit onto the main straight and then going up into turn one, backshift to third, there was nothing there and then yeah, I realised it was all over really, which was a shame because the beginning of the race was strong, it was good, I was just starting to get my rhythm to improve. I was struggling a little bit with the grip but was stronger, much stronger than we was in Jerez. Um, and I knew that was just going to get better for me from there. I just had that changeover and I thought, okay, now we're going to start to go. And I didn't have to, uh, time to show myself, which was a bit unfortunate because we had a really good weekend, you know, start to finish. The work we've done in Jerez so far proved to work. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm really happy, just uh, frustrated, you know. You do have such a good weekend, then you get shot down at the last minute. So, you know, it was one of those weekends, but you can't change when something happens with the bike. I mean, they don't do it on purpose. It happens sometimes and we have to take it on the chin and just keep looking positive for the next race. Got to love Scott Redding, haven't you? Um, it was a great weekend, actually, for Bradley Smith. He finished in the points again and um, I mean, obviously qualified brilliantly, didn't he, uh, yesterday? We got all the timing right and everything, but rode well today? Uh, the two KTMs to go straight into Q2 uh, was a massive improvement, wasn't it? And uh, fair play to KTM with, with you know, a new bike to both get both riders in there. And uh, so, you know, as, as Bradley Smith to finish 13th uh, well in the points is a great result for him. It certainly is, and uh, Sam Lowe's in the points for the first time ever in MotoGP. He was 14th. Let's get his thoughts now. Well, congratulations, Sam Laws. Your first points in MotoGP. How hard are those points to get out of? 
they're definitely harder than uh, the value looks anyway. Um, yeah, honestly, the, the race, of course, I wanted to be, always want to be higher up, but, you know, it was only a few seconds off 11th, I think six or seven seconds off 9th, which, you know, is a massive step forward for me. Um, I really wanted to get past a couple of people in front of me at the end, the, the KTMs. They started quite a bit in front of me with the, the way the grid was and uh, I used a lot of a lot of power a lot of a lot of tire to get there and in the last couple of laps I didn't have didn't have much grip so unfortunately I couldn't make the pass but it's nice to be in the race nice to be getting them emotions again rather than just just riding around so that was really important I just said to the guys then if we start the race let's go and start the race again now and it'll be you know another step forward again so that's the situation we're in it's all going in the right direction of course I want to be a lot higher up but you know it's it's going the right way Oh guys, it was uh, some race, really, the Moto2 race, wasn't it? And uh, I suppose really that the action came between Luti and Morbidelli. It, it, it was a, a game of chess, really. It was, and it's just typical with uh, Morbidelli. He's so strong when he gets into the front, and he doesn't make many mistakes, so it's hard to go, to, for anyone to come back. I kept wanting Luti to do this. This was the right thing to try and disturb that that flow, because you know what Morbidelli's like once he gets to the front, but uh, near the end he got, he got to the front, got just that big enough gap and controlled it, didn't he, really? I was very surprised, actually, that Luther didn't have the pace today, because all weekend he looked the strongest rider, but, you know, fair play to Morbidelli, four wins out of five now, and he's, he's looking like he's got a real grasp on this Moto2 championship. Um, uh, a good couple of, ra uh, of results for uh, Pasini and, and Agata as well consistently, but uh, I think the rider for me was uh, Banyaya, the, the, the rookie, um, was, was a great second again. Yeah, well, it was uh, incredible to watch, and we can have a look at how the championship looks now after this, the fifth race. Franco Morbidelli, 100 points. That is just exceptional. Tom Lutti, second, 20 points behind on 80. Alex Marquez moves up to third. Miguel Oliveira in fourth, and Francesco Bagnaia is fifth in the championship. Then all the way down to Simone Corsi, who is in 10th place. Well, we're rattling through everything today. Uh, Moto3, of course, we, st we started with that race and we had to have the restart. That was also spectacular, James. Yeah, I, I know. I think there was only Fenate able to keep with Johan Mir, especially after this morning warm-up. I don't know what that team did, the Leopard team, to that bike, but what a pace he had. And uh, when Fenate crashed, we all knew that Mir was going to run away with it. Uh, it was Romano Fenati that crashed out and uh, it was music, really, I think, to Morbidelli's ears. To, yeah, sorry, to, yeah, to me as well. What happens Mears then is. in that situation as well, if the rider crashes in front of you and you know you've got a massive gap behind you, it's, it's a quite a nice feeling. And the, the race was done then. That was the, that was the big mistake, obviously, from Fanati. What's Jorge Martin a crash and Fanati? Oh, there it is. Let's just have a look then how the championship looks after that one. So, Joan Mir on 99 points. Uh, Romano Fanati is second. Aaron Canet in third. Jorge Martin fourth. John McPhee is fifth. Fabio Giantonio in six, and then down to Enea Bastianini in tenth. Well, that's it from Le Mans. We'll be back in two weeks' time with the Italian Grand Prix from Mugello. We'll speak to you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 